Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keys to the Game. It's our first show of the 2023 fall edition, and I know I'm excited to be here, and so is Coach Newsom, and we're really excited to bring you another inside look at Emory and Henry football. And, Coach, welcome back to the studio. It's so good to see you in here again and, and to get started on our show. Really glad to be here, and I'm excited about the season and uh, appreciate everything you do, Gary. Well, Coach, uh, just briefly, and we're going to talk about how practice is going, but I've been out on the field uh, with you a couple of times or, and watched some of the practices. Uh, I tell you, the the level of intensity and, and concentration and athleticism I've seen out there and the hard work that these young men are doing and, and your coaching staff, you got to be uh, really excited about this football team. Very pleased at where we are right now. You know, we've still got work to do. We know what kind of league we're playing in, but uh, we know what kind of football team we think we can have. So uh, I think it's very critical right now for us to get off to a good start. And uh, I think we have in practice. And now let's see if that carries over to the first two Saturdays before we get into league play. You know, last year we talked a lot about, like, do we belong in, in Division Two and so forth. And I know there's all, it's kind of like a rookie coming up to the major leagues. Do I belong out there uh, to be on this mound pitching? And I think after knocking off Wingate and taking Concord and Newberry to the wire, which we should have won those games, um, I, I think that to me, these young men and your staff, I think it's not a question of do we belong, but I think we do. We, we belong in this SAC conference. Yeah, I think we do. I don't think there's any question about that. And, you know, really we've had three years of scholarships, and, and one of the years was after the signing date. So, you know, there's there's not much to pick from after after the signing date. So, I mean, we're making headway, and I think we're headed in the right direction. And uh, our guys have uh, had a great uh, work ethic up to this point in practice. And uh, I think I, I, I'm excited to see how, how we're going to do this year. Well, uh, let's go. Let's back up a little bit, uh, and we're going to talk about your preseason practices towards the end of the show. But let's back up a little bit. I I, I wanted you to kind of bring our fans uh, up to date. You know, you, we talk about an off season, but that's a misnomer as far as I'm concerned for the coaching staff because you guys don't really have an off season. But there really isn't an off season. I mean, what what happens is college football's broken up into several areas and. Uh, Fall camp starts it off, and that's and then you want then you get in season plan, and in season plans are a little bit different, and then as soon as the season's over and they they go home for break, uh, you come back and and you you have your weightlifting maxes and those type of things. And then pre-spring, you have uh, 6 a.m. workouts for three weeks. Mm. So, uh, And those are kind of to create your leaders and find out who they are and, and to toughen up the football team going into the spring. Mm -hmm. So then you have spring football, and then not much after spring because Emory, we get out very early. Uh, then we hit the recruiting trail, although we have all these recruits inputted in our system and we're calling them and sending them letters and those type of things. 
but then we go on a camp tour, and and Division One can't do it. So oh, I didn't know. No, that. they 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 are can't do it. So we've taken advantage of that, and uh, so then we would we will go to uh, Charlotte. Then we head from Charlotte to Knoxville. From Knoxville, we went to the Tidewater area. From the Tidewater area, we went to Richmond. From Richmond, we went to Northern Virginia. From Northern Virginia, uh, we went to uh, Roanoke. And then from there, we came to Emory. And what we do, the way it works is we go into the schools on a Monday, Tuesday. So if we're we're in Charlotte Monday, Tuesday, then Tuesday night we have a combine. Mm-hmm. And you're but, talking about high schools. Uh, at high schools. So we've been to all the high schools. We'll hit 70 high schools at each stop. Wow. So we go in the schools Monday and Tuesday. We bring the young men to the combine on Tuesday evening. We get in the car and drive to the next stop, <laughs> which is, and I'm a get getting a little bit too old for it, but uh, <laughs> that's why we have a young staff. <laughs> and and as the saying goes, it's a young man's coaching is a young man's game. Yeah, so, I think so. So you do this after spring practice. April fifteenth was when we had the spring game. So you do this after spring practice, and, and that continues through the month of May. Yes, we did it for we took. Uh, we actually had to leave early because when you when you finish spring, you have exit interviews, yeah. and we had to get our exit interviews done before we went. Right. Actually, we had to move up exit interviews to the last week of spring. It's usually after the spring game, but we so our coaches have to meet with each player, and they give me an evaluation. Uh, players' weight coming back, uh, players what they need to work on. And so I get an evaluation from each coach. Uh, and I go through it and look and see what we want them to weigh, what, what their deficiencies are, and, and all those type of things. So your coaching staff sits down with each player as they're leaving for the spring or summer and has this conversation. And of, then at that time, wow. we also talk to them about the summer plans, who we need to bring back hmm. uh, for the summer. And uh, we've, we've got a special place because we've got a tangerine blue and gold fund that, that pays for our summer school because in def- you cannot pay through scholarship monies for summer for school. Summer school. So our blue and gold uh, that Rufus Shoal runs, mm-hmm. uh, Shoal, yeah. they they pay for our summer school, and uh, that's huge because everybody doesn't have that. So you had kids here in summer that the blue and gold's paying for. How many did you have in summer school? In had- the last session, we had forty. Wow. And the the cost is you know pretty extensive, and uh, you know we 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 feel like you know our alumni are as good as anybody in this conference, even though we're coming from Division three. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Emory's got a Division one mentality as far as alumni. Well, absolutely, and um, the the Blue and Gold Fund is also called the Tangerine Bowl Fund. 
Buddy Shules, he's the chairman of the board of that of that. Yes, he's he's running endowment. the operation, and uh, you know I know we'll talk about it at, at some time. But how they how they fundraise, and uh, you know he's just been great to the program. He's actually worked our camp, and uh, oh, Buddy's and, oh, and no, he, no he, question. He would bleed blue and gold. No okay. doubt. I, I tell you what, and and uh, fans and folks out there, the blue and gold or Tangerine Bowl does have a golf tournament in the fall. It's October thirteenth up at Holston Hills, and if you're if you are a golfer and if you're interested in making a donation to the Blue and Gold Fund, why contact Buddy Shule or Rufus Shule. I think you can probably find him from the alumni office. I don't have his contact information here with me, but. Uh, if you'd like to participate in that, he certainly will sign you up, and you'll have a good time. I guarantee you that. Well, Coach, so summer, uh, you had forty some here in the second half. Boy, that's that's tr- that's tremendous. I mean, oh, there, there's no question about it. I mean, that's that's how you win football games because when we were in the ODAC, uh, our guys went home the last week of uh, April or the first week of May, and we never saw them again until August. You know, and that's that's not the way to run football. High schools don't do that. So no, they don't. So that's, it's really it, it changes their bodies and uh, feel good about our strength program right now. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's a lot going on. That's probably you know when I was at Virginia Tech, Coach Gentry changed Virginia Tech more in the summer than we changed throughout the year. Our bodies, our, our work ethic and all the above he was definitely the secret sauce behind coach beamer's uh sex no success no, no no question coach he was, gentry the strength coach at virginia tech and years. he's been here and he's a he's a special guy and he's in the hall of fame for strength and conditioning yes coach indeed well coach let's move along here and talk about these recruits because um uh, you that traveling road show that you all do. I can't believe how I many miles. I think you. I'm not sure, but I think you guys traveled enough to make it to the West Coast, or I know around the world or something there. But no, the West Coast um, recruits. You had over 50 that signed up. More than three quarters or 75 percent were from Virginia, which is phenomenal. Um, You've had a chance to see them now on the practice field. For you've had eleven practices, and tell me about some of them that are catching your eye that might get to go to the game or ride on the bus or even have some game time. And I know you've got fifty of them. And there's no way you can remember all of them, but just any highlights that you'd like to talk about with those recruits. Well, the first thing you brought up was about Virginia, and uh, you know, Coach Beamer used to say, you know, we sign a we sign a young man from Miami. And his parents aren't going to come up here ever and watch mm-hmm. him. And then we sign somebody from Virginia, and his parents are going to be here every weekend. Yeah. And uh, he felt like that. And, and Mickey uh, Matthews was the same way at JMU. You know, we needed to recruit Virginia guys first. And uh, I think we've taken that philosophy, and we're going to run with it. And, uh, you know, we're still going to recruit uh, Upper East Tennessee and mm-hmm. Western Carolina sure. and, and uh, other places, Georgia and Florida. But our primary goal is to get young men from Virginia. And uh, so that's – that's and, you know, this year out of those 50, we signed, 
I want to say uh, at one time I said thirty nine. Mm. I it was. I think that's the the number we signed. And there's only four Division two schools in the state of Virginia. Yeah. So it's Virginia State, Virginia Union, UVA Wise, and and us. And you know they've got to go right by our our campus to get to UVA Wise if they're from Virginia. Well, except for the extreme western part of the state right and we'll get them to come past there to come to see us too and of course by the way we are broadcasting over in wise and and uh, my producer here anthony probably has a list of all those locations but we are broadcasting over in that area and and our games on saturday will reach far into the western tip of uh, southwest virginia so that's a that's another plus for us um tell me about some of the ones that are uh that you think are, are are going to make a difference maybe this year, if you, know, you can. I and know I, you and I, 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 t- I tell the parents, uh, you know, when they walk in, I, I tell them, I said, uh, you know, how many of your sons were uh, starting and doing great when they were freshmen in high school for your high school team? And it just doesn't happen very much. And 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 we 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 feel like we've got several defensive linemen that are going to get on the bus, and yeah. uh, and that's because we're we're not real deep, and it's because they're special. So I mean that's what I used to tell people about an offensive lineman uh, when when they would play. I would say if they play at, at Virginia Tech before uh, their red shirt sophomore year, either we're not good enough or they're actually special. And we think <laughs> we have some special defensive linemen in this class. We feel like we have some uh, special slot receivers in this class. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got some running backs that we, that are going to travel. I look for us to travel about – Six, six or seven freshmen, and uh, you know, out of fifty guys, that's that's not a whole lot, but it's still it's it's kind of a big number. And then, uh, you know, this year we get to play them uh, before they they have X amount of games, and they don't burn the red shirt. Yeah, you get to play them how many games before they burn? Uh, four, four. So that's that's uh, what we'll do is. We'll either hold it until late in the season, or play them early and to see if we want to burn the red shirt. And unfortunately, uh, you, we only have one get home game in that first four, so that's going to be an issue for you to getting them, getting them a seat on the bus. No, so no so. question. Uh, the the Bluefield situation kind of, you know, messed us up a little bit. Mm-hmm. They they dropped us, and uh, we had to pick pick up Bluefield State. We tried to, uh, you know, get Bluefield State to come here. We offered them, actually, we offered them some money to come here, and uh, they didn't agree to it And because uh, they were in the same situation. But I just wanted to make sure that we had a full schedule. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that's critical. Well, now, you, you do have two young quarterbacks that's come in, one from uh, Franklin County. Uh, I believe his name is Eli Fouts. Yes, he's a freshman out of uh, Franklin County, and then the other one is from Chattanooga, uh, and I'm not sure of his name. But Lake. 
and he's Lake Clark. Lake Clark, and uh, they uh, they've they've been really special up to this point, and uh, I think uh, Eli is uh, going to be a special guy. I think Lake's got uh, m- much more ability than I thought. Uh, when we recruited him, and I mean, I, I felt like he was going to be a good one, but he's uh, actually passed those expectations. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think they're ready right now. Oh, it's, no. it's so hard in this offense to play early, and, and it's really hard uh, in in most offenses to play early. Well, and we're we're, we're kind of blessed. We've got two veteran quarterbacks out there with uh, Charles Mutter and Kyle Short and I, and so I don't see as good as these two young kids look as freshmen I don't see them budging either one of those out of the way but and and as you say it even even uh, Charles Mutter and and Kyle Short it's taken them uh, oh no some question time to get r- no. to where they run this RPO with some efficiency no question and then they're both great great people uh I, I've been a little hard on quarterbacks. Uh, I've backed off. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've coached them like they were offensive linemen, and I've finally realized they are not offensive linemen. The hard no. coaching is not good on quarterbacks, no. and that's been that's been my issue. Yeah. So uh, I've I've backed off some, and you know I I think they're they both got a ton of ability. Uh, we coming out of spring, Charles was a little bit ahead of of Kyle and then Charles been uh, had a little back issue but he came back in the scrimmage and I, I feel good about both of them and uh, they're both good leaders they're both uh, they both want to win they both care we're, we're very fortunate uh, a lot of people say if you've got two starters you don't have one well, we've definitely got two, and yeah. uh, we 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 will more than likely just play one. But uh, and I think whoever we play, I think the other one will support the team and uh, play football like they're supposed to play. Yeah, Coach Beecraft has got a, a nice problem to solve there with uh, no Mutter question. and Short standing beside him. Well, let's look at your transfer. Uh, the transfer portal, I think, has been good for Emory this past year. I've, I've been out on the field, and I've seen some of those transfer guys, and I know you did not get them from a ODAC school. <laughs> they don't They don't look like ODACers. Um, speak, about, do you, speak about some of those. I mean, I know you got a running back there that looks uh, – and I believe he came from UVA-wise. Yeah, Jaquan Anderson is uh... – we think he's going to be uh, a special guy. You know, two years ago he had 150 yards against Wingate, and as I told you, we could have still been playing and not had 150 <laughs> yards rushing against Wingate. So uh, I think he, he's a, he's a good one. Uh, Caleb Lundy is not a new transfer, but he's he had to sit out a year from transferring because. He started out at Eastern Kentucky and then went to Norfolk State. That's and, right, the linebacker. Yeah, and uh, I think he's going to be special. And Andre Crawley has been unreal inside at, at the defensive tackle position. Didn't know how in the world we were going to try to uh, replace Donovan Penix. 
and uh, he's he's done it up to this point, and uh, he's 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 been special. So then we've got uh, a young man from the University of Maryland that we actually watched film on him playing against Virginia Tech in the bowl game uh, Fuentes last year that transferred from Maryland, Clayton Allen. And uh, he's, he's a big you know, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's he's a big he's you know, six four, three twenty, three thirty. And uh, you know, he's a he's he's been a good surprise for us. So, you know, the transfers, uh you know, actually the one transfer we got that's already put in work and is special for our program is Tomate Penn, and he did come from an ODAC school. <laughs> well, but he true. didn't look like he was supposed to come from an no, ODAC school. he never school. looked like he should have belonged. <laughs> no, at, he no. didn't belong at he, Ferrum. He didn't belong at Ferrum. So, uh, so it's, it's been good to us. We've worked it extremely hard. Our coaches have done a great job in identifying these guys. And, you know, what you, what you worry about is why did they transfer? Yes. You know, and then we've got a defensive tackle that we're checking on eligibility right now that started two years at Walford College, which is, you know, they went to the playoffs in 1AA when he was there. They won the conference. Uh, wow. So, and I mean, he was starting there. So, uh, which coach is in charge of your portal? Is it Nick or is Mitchell? It Mitchell. Mitchell uh, Nick has done Walters. a great job with our. Nick Copas has done a great job with our recruiting and areas and us traveling He's around. In of all, all the recruiting. And Mitchell has the portal. Uh, yeah. And we actually just signed up with a service where we pay. Uh, you know, about $3,000, and uh, it makes it easier because the film's there, where they're from, and he's had to do all that work uh, before we signed up with the service. And uh, But you st- you're still concerned because if somebody's leaving, there's a reason, and you need to find that out. Well, it's always a blind date. No question. I mean, it's not like recruiting. That's, that's exactly right. It's not like recruiting where you see the kid, you talk to their coaches, you talk to their parents, you know a little bit about them. Everything background. about them, exactly. And, but in that, this situation, you, what you do is uh, you, do you have a buddy on the staff? Do you know someone? Yeah. Do you, uh, we call the high school coach. You know, yeah, you, you, try to you do have some, to do a background check yeah, is what to, it amounts to. You have to investigate them, but, uh, yeah. yeah, you can't – when when Scotty beams them through the portal, you <laughs> no just doubt. don't know what you're you going to just... get. <laughs> well, that's great. I've seen some of those guys, and like I say, they don't look like Odackers uh, to me. Now, Tomate Pin, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look like no. one either. Um, let's talk about um, some of the veterans that are making you see making a difference. You had six players selected to the preseason All Mountain Division uh, preseason, yeah, All Mountain. Um, can you talk about some of the? It, it sure is nice to be recognized like that. Now the rest, there were three teams that had nobody recognized. Wise, Catawba, and Erskine had nobody put on the preseason. So it was basically Carson Newman, Tusculum. Mars Hill and us, and Mar- Carson Newman had six, and so would we. Uh, that's a nice compliment to the program, I think. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. I, I think we've we've we earned a little respect a year ago, and uh, I think that's great for our program. Uh, we we do have to move forward. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want us to 
take a step backwards going into this season. But you know, when when Ricky made first team all, you know, mm-hmm. all conference last last year, and you know, we think he's a special player. Uh, you know, Kyle's on the preseason thing, and he's he's in a battle. You know, so <laughs> that's why I, that's why I feel good about our quarterback situation. Nobody's got a better quarterback situation going into the season than we do. Well, in my mind, you'd, we have two quarterbacks on the preseason. Oh, no, no. That would yeah, be we what, have two. Because yeah, I, no they're question. so close. No question. Then Tamade is, you know, with, before the wise game and uh, the shot he took on the sidelines, uh, you know, our season kind of changed when Tamade oh, went out. And, uh, you know, that, that, that really hurt us. I, I wouldn't trade Tamade for anybody's receivers out there. And uh, – and he's become a real leader out there, too. He has, and I never thought he would because when he was on the other sideline playing for Ferrum, I didn't like him very much. <laughs> I thought he was a, a loud guy that couldn't stop running his mouth. He got a couple he got a couple 15-yard penalties, and uh, I, I think he's, you know, he's become a team guy. He, he puts out things on huddle about our team focusing and doing things, and – you know that huddle thing—they can yeah. write on it all the oh, time. Yeah. You know, it's it's way past me. But uh, but uh, but you're I, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I am on Twitter <laughs> somehow, some way. <laughs> I don't know how that's. Thanks, working. Nick and Mitchell. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, and then you add us nicely. Uh, senior defensive back is oh, his name. Gosh. My what, gosh, what the hardest worker? Yeah. Uh, plays so fast. Uh, Got two years to play. We have very few seniors. I mean, we don't. We just don't have many, and uh, just just outworks everybody in every phase of the game. I mean, I had to get him off the field uh, one, this summer. You know, it's lightning, and he's out there pouring the rain and lightning, and he's running as hard as he can run. I watched him the other day in the scrimmage, and um, he's, he's, he's like a tar baby. If, if, you, if he touches you, or if you, you're not going to get away from him. Oh, no. He'll, he'll, he'll grab your chin strap if he has no, to. No, he's going to make a play. Yeah, There's he's no going to make the play. And uh, that was Ryan Bird who, was, uh, who played for us, was his high school position coach who – just got a head coaching job uh, at, at Warren uh, out near Stanton, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how we got him. Wow. Well, and then Ethan Muncie, uh, special teams, a uh, fifth-year punter. I'm telling you, I know Wingate had an All-American punter down there. but Ethan won Ethan, that game. He, he, he won that game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, that was, that's kind of who he can be. And uh, his his punting we, down there was phenomenal. Yeah, we night. think he's you know he's special. Nobody's outworked him. You know he didn't he didn't punt in high school. He didn't uh, play much in high school. And I think he's the best punter in the. And he didn't conference. punt in high school. No, amazing. What did he play? He was a backup wide receiver with a lot of ability. Wow. Well, and Coach, we have got so much more I wanted to talk with you about it. We're probably going to have to push it to next week, but I want to talk about preseason practice, and so I want you to come back and with some of the things that you like what you see out there and some of the places where, you know, we've got to get better to be able to compete. And, and 
you know, next week you'll be down to less than two weeks before the first game. And so that's going to, you know, you got to, the polish has got to start soon, right? No question. <laughs> and, you know, we came in about earlier than anybody because of when we start school. Yeah. So we've had plenty of practices. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us today. I appreciate everyone listening to us, and we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll be talking about the schedule and some of the teams. And also on the second, third show, uh, Josh Floyd's going to join us here in the studio. So it'll be the three of us coaching. I'm sure we're going to have a good time then because it'll be all things Concord. Okay, sounds good. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And this is uh, Keys of the Game here at WEHC 90.7, and we will talk with you next week. So long, everyone.